Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Marcus and Melina de la Cruz. We hope that you'll be blessed by today's message. Let me give you the order back. Thank you, uh, praise folks. <laughs> I enjoyed that. How many, how many have sensed God here already in this service? I mean, His presence is good and strong here. You were talking about how God's so good, so good. Uh, years ago, God... I mean, it was a spiritual thing. God gave me this phrase. We were talking about the goodness of God and talking about a testimony. And the, the word of the Lord came up to me and said, he's that good. So I've preached that before. I'm trying to get the T-shirts printed, but you know that he how many know that he's that good. And the reason the reason uh, that came to me was because I have so many times over the years had the enemy deal with me besides God deal with me. anybody else you've had other voices discouraging voices talk to you and uh, he would say well the Lord is is so you know he might be good but he's not he's not that good he's not that good in other words don't be believing for that that he's not he's not that good and and the word of the Lord came to me he's that good that good that good and so uh, we're going to enjoy his goodness today. I'm excited to be here in Porterville. Matter of fact, you never met anybody so excited. This is my excited look. You never met anyone so excited to be in Porterville. Home, you know, the very first time I was here, Pastor Molina was reminding me the very first time I was here, the Lord, uh, by the Spirit, spoke out about a Porterville outpouring how many remember that and uh and then we were talking about how different ones have prophesied that not not just oh cool you're on wheels so i wherever i go this goes with me that's nice different ones have prophesied that and uh yeah anybody here know who william freeman is anybody know william freeman william freeman was uh he's one of the least known people in the healing revival but the only reason he was lesser known was his personality was not real outgoing. You know what I mean? He was kind of uh, kind of introverted and chill like some, somebody else I know and live with, <laughs> myself. But anyhow, you know, some of, some of those healing evangelists were like really wild and, and um, that attracted a lot of people. But they said his miracles were some of the most outstanding things you ever have seen in the healing revival. William Freeman. And before the healing revival, before he started traveling and ministering healing, he pastored a church in Porterville, California. Yeah, it might be this church. It might, you got it, y'all have to check. It might be this church. Uh, is this church been around a long time? If somebody... So uh, y'all have to check around, do some homework, because it would have been in the probably 1940s that he pastored before. The, and he was one of the pioneers, him and William Branham and like Oral Roberts. They were, they were some that really got it going at the very beginning, but he's just the lesser known one. Porterville, see? And, uh, you know, in, in terms of revival, in terms of outpouring, I'm going to say to you what I've said at a lot of places and, and you can just smile at me, smile back at me. And it's absolutely the truth because don't think that you're waiting on God to send something. This is what I say. I'm not going to look, I'm not going to look at any one particular person. I'm just going to look at all of, all of you. You can have revival anytime you want it. And if you don't have it, yeah. it's because you don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. That, listen, that is the truth. You can have revival in your own life, in your church, in your town. You can have revival anytime you want it. And if you don't have it, it's because you don't want it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we, listen, let's get off of that real quick. Let's get right off of that. I, do, I did bring some of, I didn't bring all of the books. Uh, it looks like they just sent maybe some of the more recent ones, stuff like that. The newest one's called Healed, 
30 Days of Life, Health, and Strength. This one has uh, gotten popular. Anyhow, then the other most recent one, this is, this is precious to me. This is called Lead, Always Following, Never Failing. How many know that all of us make decisions every day, and you can make right decisions, or you can make wrong decisions, and, uh, but it's possible to never make a wrong decision again. If you learn to follow God, if you learn to make right decisions, you can, you can always do it. Do you have those? They look, they're in your hand right now. They're yours. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, we're going uh, to get into some of what God has for us today. Amen. Thank you, Master. Yes. Glory to God. Can we, let's, let's pray, and then we'll get into the Word. Father, we're grateful. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the flow of your spirit. Thank you for your goodness that's been poured out. Thank you for the blood that was shed for us, that we're in covenant with you. Father, we, we open ourselves to you now. We say, teach us, show us. We yield, to, we yield to you now. And we just present our lives as living sacrifices, holy, acceptable to you. Fill us, use us as you would choose today in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, if you turn to the first uh, book, I'm sorry, the book of 1 Corinthians. Pastor just had us in 2 Corinthians. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, please. And, and while we're turning, uh, church, if I could just say to you, I know others have said this. I know I've probably said this uh, in times past. But uh, I, I, in my opinion, your pastors are some of the finest that I know of. And uh, not only that, the fact that they have not taken any of the opportunities that I'm sure that they've had to just quit and just do something else. And the fact that they've stayed with their God-given assignment. Thank you. Thank you, because I have somewhere to preach today because of you guys. And uh, it's precious. And I've, I've watched them for year after year after year, just be faithful when things look good and when things didn't look good. And, and they're the same regardless. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying uh, things don't affect you. I've been there when, uh, when you have more love than offering in the love offering. How many ever been, come on, how many ever been there? It's like, well, there must be love in here because there ain't no offering. We've, exper we've experienced that, and we, we know what it's like. And I'll tell you what, being around the right people just kicked all the quit out of us. We, do we don't know quit. We're too dumb to quit. And I think they're dumb with us, right? Are we, we're just too dumb to quit. Because, uh, and we know that we've seen God has blessed their lives and brought things to them that really are beyond what uh, you would think for what we just see. But how many know that what we see here today in terms of in terms of people and numbers and stuff like that. You know, it could be smaller, it could be bigger, whatever. But God judges people and rewards people according to their faithfulness, not your faithfulness. Aren't you glad? <laughs> Amen. And so uh, there's, there's more increase and great, greater things to come. And so we just honor them because of all that they have kept doing. And then, um, like, like you guys said to me, I'll say to you, you and your family, you guys are all precious to me and... You, you don't know it, but there's been times where God's awakened me and talked to me and had me praying for you over the years. Not one time, not two times. I mean, many times over the years that that's been the case. And uh, we believe God's best for all of you. Enough of that mushy stuff. Come on now. <laughs> um, let me make a remark or two before we get into this. Listen, friends. You, you and I, down here on this earth, we're, we're not meant to serve God in the flesh. Meaning, just you and your humanity. God doesn't save you in, in the sense of giving you a ticket to heaven and then leave you here to do things on your own. Not how it works. And uh, He's actually made you and me we all, in fact, not just you and me, but everybody here on this planet, whether they're believers in Christ or not believers, 
whether they're in church this morning or not in church this morning. He's made all of us a three-part being. Did you know that? I'm not talking about uh, upper torso, lower torso, head. I'm not talking about three parts physically. No, you're a three-part being in the sense. Uh, and how many know God, there's a sense in which God's three. But there's a sense in which he's one. Right? And you might say, explain that to me. Not smart enough. But, <laughs> but he, he, he is three, Father, Son, Spirit. But yet those three function and work as one. And we can experience one of those three and experience the fullness of God. Just like God is three, yet he's one. You and I are three, yet one being. And are, but the three parts of us are spirit, right? Soul and body. Uh of those three, the easiest one to identify is your body. Because, uh, matter of fact, if we have to identify you, we're going to use your body to do it. Right? Yeah. If the police say, we got we to ID this victim, they're going to look at your body. Right. Amen. See if you match a picture or anything like that, if there's enough left to do that with. But uh, come on, y'all. Have fun. It's church. And so your body, we got that figured. That we got that figured. That's, that's just your flesh. That's the house you live in, yeah. right? Amen. And then, uh, then the soul and spirit are a little less clear to most people. Yeah. The spirit, your, your spirit and soul together make up your inner man. Yeah. But they're not, the one in, they're not the same thing. The spirit and the soul are, are different, yet together they're your inner man. And when a person dies and leaves their body, the spirit with the soul remains. And those whose spirits are connected to God through having received Christ, those individuals are able to depart and be with the Lord in heaven, a real place in a different realm. You with me? Those whose spirits are not connected, meaning they never received Christ, they, they rejected the truth about Jesus. They said, I'm not interested in that. I don't have time for They said what I said when I was younger. I don't have time for that. I don't care about that. That's your problem. I don't need a crutch like that. I'm good. I got this going for me. I got this going for me. And everything that I had going for me went from me. <laughs> and I found out I just actually really do need Jesus, right? But those who, who are like that, who say no to God, their spirits, their, their spirits are not connected to God. Therefore, when they die, it's not that God's sending them to hell. There's, just, there's nowhere for them to go but there, and their soul goes with them. So the spirit of man, that's the real you. That's the part of you that lives eternally, that lives forever. And that, that is, uh, that's the part of you that if you're a Christian, is totally different than those who are unbelievers. Unbelievers are spiritually dead where God's concerned. Christians are spiritually alive. Now, the soul is the, is the part of you that uh, thinks and feels. Can we say it that way? It, it, it's, your, it's your thoughts and feelings, right? And that part of you... Um, can, can either be in submission to your spirit or in submission to your body, that part of you. So your soul's like uh, on, a, on a, like you ever see the pendulum of a clock, right? Uh, so whichever, whichever part of you is stronger, your spirit or your body, now your body has a nature, we call that the flesh, Right? If the nature of your flesh, meaning the desires, just your fleshly desires, if that is stronger than your spirit, then your soul will gravitate over to whichever parts, part of you is stronger. And if, if your flesh is stronger, then your thoughts and feelings are going to side in and you're going to end up doing things that you regret. You, come on, you're going to end up going places uh, c connecting places, doing different things, and, and really 
part, the, the, the God part of you, the part of you that's connected to God, is like, I don't want to do that. Why, why am I doing that? That's not me. That's not me. Because it's because your flesh is stronger than your spirit. Now, if your spirit is stronger, then your soul, your thoughts, your feelings, your desires will gravitate over there. Now, everybody here knows what we're talking about when, it, when, when we're talking about you end up doing things that you didn't want to do. Now, I, uh, oh, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago, whatever it's been now, uh, God dealt with me about um, how my clothes were, weren't fitting well. And he dealt with me to shed some weight. And, and I, I couldn't do it. I mean, my flesh was winning. And I'd have good intentions and end up just, uh, well, nobody here. Uh, people up in Visalia, they do this all the time. Nobody in Porterville would do this. but They let their flesh win, right? And, and uh, God, de- God dealt with me about that. And uh, I, had, I had to get on a program to help, to help my flesh not win. And I obeyed him and, and, and lost the way that he told me to, to lose. But in terms of keeping it off, well, then that's another story. And so uh, what the Lord dealt with me about is just, number one, stay off of sugar. Now, this is not his law for you. This is for me. Like my daughter taught me years ago, one of the, one of the best things I ever preached, you do you. You do you. You work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. But God, had, God dealt with me. That's number one for me. It's just so when I say off of sugar, I don't mean, you know, some fruit has sugar in it. I'm talking about added sugar. Yeah. And so uh, I've done that. And I, once in a while, if I'm at a place that serves me something like orange ice cream, you know, <laughs> or if, I, if I'm, I'll, I'll have permission to take a couple bites of some sweets. And that's okay. So if, if, if somebody served it special or brought it special for me. But by and large, I just am not doing that. And that's helped, that's helped me tremendously. Not drinking it. Not, uh, I mean, I love lemonade. I drink lemonade at every meal if I could drink it at every meal. But uh, I can't do that now. So Chick-fil-A diet lemonade, yes, but only one glass, one cup of it. Because the stuff that's in there to make it sweet is probably not good for me either. So, again... This is not my sermon today, but it takes me a long time to get to the message. <laughs> so anyhow, last night, uh, they, they blessed me in my room, and they, they brought good stuff, uh, sweet stuff. One of my favorite things on planet Earth is peanut brittle. And some folk uh, put peanut brittle in my room, and I decided <laughs> last night, from whatever store y'all got stuff. Thank you for that, by the way. Beautiful. I'm not the peanut butter, just everything. Thank you for, what an honor. And uh, I decided that it'd be okay. Since I had had a couple bites of orange ice cream earlier, I decided it'd be okay to eat some of that peanut brittle because it is my favorite thing. And I decided it'd be fa- good to eat it because it's my favorite thing. And I'm taking a couple bites of it. And, and uh, I don't know, it's almost like having a... a, a it's like, uh, it's like I got the needle back in me. I'm like, I'm like, oh, no, no. And God, see, because God didn't say that's okay. That God didn't say it's okay. And what happens was I, my flesh said, you like this. You deserve this. You've preached good all week. You deserve this. Have this. And my thoughts and my feelings, my soul said, that's right. That's right. And it swung over, and my spirit saying, but what about what God said? Yeah. And my soul said, shut up. <laughs> we'll talk about the things of God after. <laughs> and I caught myself about three bites in. And I'm tasting that sugar, and it was like heroin. It was all coming back. But I've just now got all my clothes at the right size again. Now I'm thinking, well, wait a second. I gave away all the bigger stuff. And I know three bites ain't going to do it. But I, I can't. This is me. This is, not, this is me. I can't 
compromise. Because I know my flesh. It doesn't do anything halfway. I could, now that, again, I'm not legislating here your life, uh, right? But I, that's why I can't do the social, me, me, me. Everybody say me. me. I can't do the just a glass of wine. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do, well, just, I'll just have one cocktail. I'll just have one beer. Nope, not me. Not, not me. Because I have, uh, I have personally gone and had to pull church members out of places and take them to detox and then to rehab. Personally, I've seen it. I know this is what will happen if you don't, if you let it go. And I know my tendency is I don't do anything just halfway. So I just, I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. You do and really, you should do God. You ought to do, you do God. You know what I'm saying? But I, that's, I, don't, I don't do that. I don't do that. And so anyhow, I repented right there in my room last night. I had to repent because I let my, I let my um, spirit, my, I let my flesh get stronger than my spirit. And my soul grabbed, my soul took sides with my flesh. And so I put that brick because I took the biggest piece out of there. Yes, because I thought one piece, which piece are you going to take? Take the biggest piece. So I took the biggest piece out of there and I put it back in and I very neatly wrapped it back up and closed it back up. And then I threw it as hard as I could into the trash can. Now, whoever you are here that you might have paid for that, I, I don't care. I don't care. It's my favorite thing. Thank you for it. And buy it next time too. Fine. But I'm just not going to eat it. I'm going to look at it and say, that's my favorite. Mm. <laughs> Throw it in the trash. Why? Because I, I need the part of me that's connected to God to be stronger. What part of me is connected to God? My spirit. You know which part of you is stronger based on your soul. Your soul will gravitate and, and like a magnet swing over. And attach itself to that part of you that is strongest. If your spirit's strong, sorry, you get spit on if you're in the front row. That's part of you got. That's why you got tissues. Spirit, spirit. If your spirit is strong, and somebody puts peanut brittle in front of you, your flesh will say. How about we have, and before the flesh can say, how about we just have one piece, your spirit will say, no, don't you remember what God said? And your flesh will say, I'm sorry, I just thought I'd ask, I just thought I'd ask. I'll get back here in the coffin, crucified, crucified. So this part of us called our spirit, you're a spirit being. Everybody here, everybody on the planet is a spirit being. But most of them are spiritually dead in the sense of being disconnected to God. So because they're dead, they're not aware of something that the spirit being a spirit being gives you access to. And that's the spiritual realm. There's a spirit realm, a spirit world. Did you know that? That there's a spirit world. And when your spirit is connected to God, you can safely access the spirit world. What can you do in the spirit world? All that God does in the spirit world. You can partake of the laws of the spirit world. It's a place called the kingdom of God. You can partake of kingdom laws and you can have results in life that are different than people who don't know how to go there. Yeah. And so it's important that you and I have a, I have a friend who says it this way. We need to become skillful at being spirits. We need to get better at being spirits. And... We want to help you this weekend here these today, this morning, tonight. There's a particular point we want to make this morning and then a particular point we want to make tonight and then a particular one on Monday night. So, you know, I'd encourage you try to make every service if you can get get all the points. I mean, if you have to leave, you got to leave. But you know what I'm saying? But if you can stay, stay. And so we want we want to talk this morning uh, on a particular line in terms of being spirits, right? Amen. Amen. 
and uh, I gave you all that time to find 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I don't know, I might just read the whole chapter. It says, it says, and I, brethren, this is Paul writing, he said, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom. In other words, what Paul was bringing just was, was, was so much more than just well-crafted words. Right? How many know you can learn to say things in a memorable way? Right? Uh, you can say things just in a certain way and people go, ooh, that's good. That's not the same as it being from God. So he said, when I came to you, it wasn't with excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. He wasn't, he wasn't weak and trembling like you'd be weak and trembling at the presence of, uh, I don't know, a uh, uh, a zombie, a rattlesnake, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, a vampire. <laughs> Did you hear the one about the vampire and the and the zombie? Right. And and the, the, there was a husband, and um, the the husband wanted to protect the wife, and so he kills the vampire and kills the zombie, and the wife said. You're supposed to just give them candy. <laughs> Amen. So, some of you will get that later. You'll laugh later. <laughs> they were dressed for Halloween. As, you know, he thought it was a real. Va- <laughs> All right. <laughs> what did you do in church this morning? We celebrated Halloween together. All right. He wasn't weak and trembling. Like, you'd, like you would be if you saw Godzilla. Come on, he was weak and trembling because of the presence and power of God. Amen, the substance of God. And he, he, said, he said, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but it was in demonstration of the Spirit and of power so that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. That's an amazing passage. It's not what I wanted to get to, but it was right there in the way. So I thought, hey, let's just read it. But then in verse six, Paul's writing, he said, how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Now, I thought he just said, we don't come to you in wisdom. He doesn't come in natural wisdom or fleshly wisdom. But he said, we do speak wisdom Could we say this? A brand or variety of wisdom among them that are perfect. Now, the word perfect simply means mature or full grown. Uh, Do you know, as a believer, it's possible to be a mature Christian? What are we talking about? That, that, That you just have good manners? No, that's maturity. When you have good manners, you're being mature. But, uh, how many know uh, it's possible in the natural to be immature, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, what, what, is, what are some characteristics of immaturity? Saying stuff you shouldn't say, right? Everything's about you. Uh, you have to get your way. If you don't get your way, you start crying. If somebody takes your toy and doesn't share your toy, come on, they, you start crying, yeah. right? And how many know spiritually you can be immature right or you can be mature do you understand that in the natural mature ones get responsibilities mature ones get compensated for their responsibilities and spiritually you know god has responsibilities that he's looking to give to certain people and there's compensation attached i'm not talking about you have to get up and stand in front of people and speak i'm just saying there's all kinds of assignments that god has and there's always blessing attached to it so paul's saying among the mature there is a kind of wisdom that we share right yet it's not the wisdom of this world nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. 
Uh, when it talks about the princes of this world, other translations say rulers that are being brought to nothing. And that's talking about, uh, of course, you know, it could be talking about naturally speaking, those who are in positions of authority and rule. But how many know there's also principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world? There's also spiritual rulers and they have their wisdom, right? They have natural wisdom. Paul said, that's, that's not what we're speaking to you. Verse 7 says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Hidden wisdom. God has some stuff that's hidden, not hidden from you, hidden for you. He's got hidden wisdom for you. Now, what is wisdom? It's the knowledge of what to do. It's the knowledge of God that you couldn't get anywhere else. Amen. And, God, and, and Paul's saying, I can, I can share these kinds of things with those who are mature. So the first thing in terms of being a spirit being, the first thing we want to help you be is spiritually developed. Spiritually developed to where you're a strong mature believer rather than a weak huh a weak immature believer and you might want you might think you're strong but you're not really strong don't you know it's sometimes easier to think you're strong how many ever been like 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 i mean i'll just tell off on myself i mean there's times i'll watch uh, well, it is football season. There's times I like football. There's times I'll watch football or some kind of game on TV and uh, somebody will miss a block. Right. And I'll say, oh, come on. Come on. Yeah, one of my team the guys on my team will miss a block. And I'll say, come on, what's wrong? And what I'm thinking is, what is he blind? Or the quarterback will miss the throw. And I'm thinking, I could do better than that. <laughs> but thinking you can play football is not the same as playing football, is it? No, no. You played football. I know it. I remember it. Thinking you can play, thinking you can do something. What's wrong with you? Why can't you lift that? Because <laughs> looking at the weight machine. And getting on the weight machine. Come on, can you tell that I could be good at looking at it, but you can look at me and tell I hadn't done a lot of resistance. Come on, I haven't put a lot of weight on there. It's easy to think you're strong. Come on now, and spiritually, it's easy to think you're strong until a test and trial gets loaded on the bar, right? And, and, and now you're trying, to lift, you're trying to lift the bar, and it's not moving. And you think like they got to unlock this weight machine because they must have the safety lock on. <laughs> Am I the only one that's done that sat down, go in a gym and you sit down on one of the machines and you think they must have the safety on because this thing's locked. It's not locked. It's not locked. You got somebody that comes up, that comes around after you get up. You got somebody that comes around that's got arms the size of my legs. <laughs> and he sits down on it. And all of a sudden, there's no lock anymore. It's not that it was just too heavy. I couldn't even move it. Right? right. right? Yeah. And it's, I know it's easy as a Christian to talk about all the mountains you can move with your faith until you get one. And then instead of it moving, you bounce off it. <laughs> Am I the only one that's been there? Anybody ever, ever, ever have you ever had... Something, and you say, I'll just use Mark eleven twenty three. That's the verse for me right next door. Mark eleven twenty four. it's easy. We'll just, we'll just put the word to it and move that thing. And it smacks you in the head as you fall off and bounce off. Huh? What did we find out? You're not as strong as you thought you were. And so it's important to develop spiritually for a lot of reasons, and so many of them are right here in this chapter. One of them is there is hidden wisdom for those who can handle hidden wisdom. I like hidden, I like stuff that gives me answers that I didn't previously know. 
I like finding out revelation from God that unlocks things and opens things and shows me, hey, you can go, you can do it this way and actually get successful results. And I'm like, I never thought of that. Exactly. This is not the source of hidden wisdom. You have to get strong enough spiritually, develop spiritually, and then take in. And you know where so much of God's hidden wisdom is? It's hidden right in the Word. It's hidden right. And you know where a lot of it comes to you from? The mouth of your pastors. Yes, there's, there, when they get up to speak, it's not just them in their humanity speaking, but God's voice speaks through them to you. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, for our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. <laughs> Again, this is talking about the powers of darkness, the forces of, of darkness, devils, demons. They're really the ones that crucified Jesus, not just the Roman centurions, you understand? They said if they had any, because how many know the stupidest thing that ever happened on the planet is the enemy leading people to crucify Jesus? They thought, what did they think? They thought we're killing the son of God. That idea might have worked while Jesus was on the cross. But before he ever got off the cross, the sky was darkened, the thunder rolled, the rail, the, the veil was, the veil, a huge thick thing was torn from top to bottom, torn in two. And the second Jesus got down into the spirit realm and out of the physical realm, they knew, oh snap, whose idea was this? This was the dumbest thing because he's not down there long before life comes back in him. And all of a sudden, now he's not just the only begotten son of God. Now he's also the firstborn from the dead. And he just, he didn't just go down there for himself. He went down there and made a way for all the rest of us to do the exact same thing. And then he come physically resurrects, comes out of the grave. And it was like, okay, this is the worst decision in the history of hell. The, the worst decision. You want to put it on FaceTime? And I'll just talk to him right on FaceTime. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I have done crazier things. Hey, I'm preaching right now. What's going on? The dumbest decision. And if they had known, they wouldn't have crucified him. Why'd they crucify him? They didn't know. They didn't know. But that kind of wisdom is reserved for us. Amen. Verse 9, are you, are you looking in your word this morning? We're going to probably read this whole chapter, like I said, and then, and then let you go do what you do on Sunday. Verse 9 said, as it is written, I has not seen. Talking about your natural eye physical eye. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, your physical ears, right? Neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. We talk a lot about God's plan for your life. Do you know that God has things prepared for each individual in this room? God has things prepared for you that your natural understanding has not yet touched on, not fully comprehended, and never will until you see it a different way. Your eye hasn't seen it. Your ear hasn't. You're not going to hear about this. Right. If, if your thing is investing in stocks, you're not going to hear about this on the regular stock tips. Come on now. Your eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things, the things that God has prepared. 
How many know if God's given it, every, help me, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. If, it, if it's from God, it's good. If it's from God, it's perfect. Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love. Can we say it this way? The things that God has prepared for you. Point to your neighbor and prophesy to him. Say, God has things prepared for you. God has things prepared for you. Your blue eyes hadn't seen them. Your brown eyes hadn't seen them. Your beady eyes hadn't seen them. You hadn't seen them with these eyes yet. And you never see them with these eyes until you can see them with these eyes. The eyes of your spirit. So how do, if, we, if we can't see it in the natural, how do we find it? Verse 10 says, but God has revealed them to us. See, people quote verse 9 and stop there. You ever heard? People say, oh, you know, the Bible says, eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard. And there's no way we could even know the things of God. You could read the next verse. You could. You could read the next verse. You'd find out a lot if you just read the next verse. But God has revealed them to us. How? How? By His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. So, guys, God is the source of all knowledge and information. He's the source of it. And His Spirit, the very Spirit of God, lives in the believer for the purpose of taking out of God's unlimited knowledge and revealing things to you that you could never know otherwise hidden wisdom, secret things. He has them for you so that you can succeed. So that you can fulfill God's plan. So you can be absolutely right in the center of His will under the fullness of His blessing. Most Christians don't live there. Most Christians don't experience that. Most Christians, if I'm going to be honest about it, and I didn't come here to lie this morning, so might as well just be honest. Most Christians are bouncing from one wall to another wall, walking in the dark, banging their heads on stuff, stubbing their toe, banging their head, saying, why doesn't this stuff work? It's because it's re- thing, these things are revealed by God's Spirit, and in order for them to be revealed to you, your spirit has to be strong enough to even recognize God's presence and movement within you. And when you're not spiritually developed, when you're spiritually weak, when you're a spiritual infant, you don't get, how many of you know, you don't give your toddler the keys to your car when he's in your car. I know you sometimes let him play with the keys, or we used to do that. We used to let our kids play with the car keys, but, but now anymore, I mean, the cars will just run themselves, you know, and all you have to do is say, uh, hey, Alexa, start the car. Hey, Siri, start the car, and you're, got, you're off. Practically, that's where we're at, you know, so you don't give a toddler the keys to the car when he's in there playing with your car, yeah. right? Why? He, do, he doesn't even recognize how serious that responsibility is. You can kill somebody, right? You don't let, you're not supposed to let your toddlers play. Uh, get, you, don't, you don't tell your little uh, five-year-old, here's the combination to the gun safe. Let's, let's go play cowboys in it. You know what I'm saying? You know, you don't do that. You don't do that. In case you didn't know, you don't do that. That's, that's unsafe. Why? They're not mature. And so, but with, you know, God's got things for us that are so beyond our understanding. But if we're not developed spiritually, we're not at a place of spiritual sensitivity. And when you're not spiritually sensitive, you fail to recognize that which God's endeavoring to bring to your life. And so we want to get us, we want to get ourselves spiritually developed. Amen. Trying to be better spirits trying to be better at being spirits. And listen, we want to be able to function in this God realm. We want to, we want to be, we want God to be, listen, if something comes into your life and, and there's like, there's no way I can pay for this obligation. There's no way I can pay. How, how is this going to happen? 
How many know that if, it, if you're in the will of God, that there's always a supply? Do you know that? If you're in the will of God, there's always a supply for your needs. What do you need? I need wisdom. I need, to, I, need to know where, I need to know how to access this. Well, that wisdom is hidden. Not hidden from you, hidden for you. It's in the spiritual realm. You need to be able to discover and discern the movement of God, be able to draw on his wisdom and even know how to access it. And he will show you the way where there seems to be no way. Rivers in the wilderness, stream, streams in the desert, whatever it is. Yes. Thank you for your excitement this morning. These are good things. God has revealed them to us by his spirit. Amen. Verse 12 says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Have you ever heard something so good in your life? That's an amazing verse. That's a great verse. See if y'all respond. Amen. As good as these are responding. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Why? So that we might know things. We might know things. Glory to God. Verse 13, Paul says, which things also we speak. Not in the words which man's wisdom teaches. Again, meaning not that we just put the best outline together. Not that we said it, you know, rolling all the R's. How many know what I'm talking about? Different, uh, sometimes in, if you speak Spanish, you know, you can roll your R's. I can't even physically do that. How do you, how do you guys do that? Right? Or, come on now. Not, not in perfect diction. Right? But not, not in those kinds of words. But words which the Holy Ghost teaches comparing spiritual things was spiritual. I want to read that 13th verse in the English Standard Version, the ESV. Can I read that to you? Paul said, and we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. Are you thankful that there's things you can know? There's things you can see. There's things we can talk about if you're spiritually developed. When my son was three, four years old, I couldn't talk to him about microbiology. Probably when he was five, I would have been able to do that. But why? Why? He wasn't developed. He didn't have, he didn't have a f- educational foundation to be able to talk about microbiology or and by the way I don't even know what that is so forgive me but I know it's a word amen astrophysics I don't know what regular physics really much is amen you might say well you need to go to school well I, I I'm 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 being schooled in the wisdom of God amen and we're not diminishing the value of natural education there's some things that you really need to learn before because because if you're going to cut me open I want you to have some natural education I I did have a surgery a couple years ago and uh, I mean God uh, boy God just prepared us and led us so amazingly and gave us his wisdom and how to deal with with that and uh, the doctor said you don't have to do this but then you're kind of walking around with something in you that could go the wrong direction and and, uh, he said it it, we got COVID going on. Ain't nobody doing a whole lot anyhow. This would be a good time to do it. And I wasn't preaching because of COVID. And the Lord dealt, we, we pray the Lord dealt with us. Do that, have that. And I had that surgery. And so there was such peace. You know, there was no fear because we had just, we had just heard from God on it. And so right before, right before I, uh, we, the doctor came by to, to greet us right beforehand. And I said, uh, hey, doc, did you watch those YouTube videos on how to do it? He goes, yeah, I just got through with the last one. He said, I think I'm going to be okay. He said, that, you want more than somebody who watched a video. 
Because when you're, when, when, when you're bleeding out, come on, you don't want somebody saying, hang on, let me Google that. I think, I think I've seen something on that, right? I think I've seen something on that. We want, to get our, we want to get us developed yes. to where we can handle, yes. we can handle that which God would give us. Now, just a, can you handle just a few more verses right here in this chapter? And I'm not even going to make you turn anywhere else. How good is that? <laughs> How easy is today, right? Yeah. Verse 14 says, but the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit, Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Uh, the Bible talks about three different kinds of people from a spiritual standpoint. And one of them is this person called the natural man. The natural man is really referring to people who just aren't born again. What, remember I talked to you about the one that's spiritually dead. Remember, you remember them? Spiritually dead person. They're disconnected from God. They're completely uh, natural in the sense of the best they're going to get is whatever they can glean from this natural realm. And how, how many know some people have done a good job in figuring out how to work things in this world system, in this Right? It's possible to figure some things out. And again, if you're cutting me open, I want you to have figured some things out. If you're, if you're investing my money, I want you to have been to, uh, you know what I mean? I want you to know some things. But this, this natural man is completely disconnected from the God realm. And so the Bible says the natural man, the things of the sp spiritual things are completely foreign to the natural man. Have you ever come up to somebody and asked them a question and found out that they don't even speak your language, <laughs> right? Where I live in Colorado, there's places I can go where I know if I don't know some Spanish, I'm going to need somebody who does because there's community. And I have some very, very dear friends who are uh, part of that community, and, and they just... Uh, they. They'll speak English to me, but they don't speak English among themselves at all. So I'm completely left out, right? So, so I, need to, I need to learn that language. We'll see, for, for a person who's not born again, I can't teach them uh, about um, who, my, who, who you are in Christ. That's, that's far. They need, the natural man has one need. They need to hear the gospel that Jesus died in order to connect them to God. Hope we're doing okay this morning. We are going to wind this up here just as soon as I can wind it up. Wrap it all up for you. Amen. The things of the Spirit are spiritually discerned, meaning they're spiritually known. They're spiritually recognized. So the one type of person is that natural person. The things of God go right by them. We'd say it goes right over their head. Yeah. Right? Good. But verse 15 says, But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. This is a second kind of person. Remember I said there's three types of people from a spiritual perspective. There's the natural man, and then there's he that is spiritual there's the spiritual person well who's that they do recognize the things of god and this is the individual who is developed spiritually they've fed their spirit on the word of god they've become skillful with the things of the spirit and they've grown and developed and they're able to get those things in verse 9 that I have not seen, see, because they're developed, they see it on the inside, right? Ear hasn't heard. How many are like me? When you first heard about the things of God, you didn't get it. But then all of a sudden, now you're saved. Now you start to grow, and now you're seeing what you didn't see before. And now when you hear certain things, you're like, I got that. I got that. 
I got, uh-huh. I, I can't even tell you how I got it, but I got it. I, know, I see it. The spiritual person. So there's the natural person, the spiritual person. But there's one more type of person, and this is where most Christians actually find themselves. When I say most Christians, I'm not so much talking about those in the river church, but those next door. No. Verse, where were we? Verse 15, yeah. Verse 16 says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And the next verse says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as unto spiritual. I couldn't address you as spiritual people. But as unto, look at it, carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able, for you are yet carnal. This third division of, of people from a spiritual perspective is the carnal person. Carnal just means flesh ruled. You remember I told you about uh, those two parts of me? The peanut brittle part and the, come on now, the cauliflower part. No, the, the spirit and the flesh. The carnal Christian is the flesh-ruled, undeveloped Christian. They're connected to God in the sense of being saved, being born again. They'll go to heaven when they die. But in terms of recognizing God's dealings with them, in terms of recognizing God's movement in them, and receiving the good things that God has for them, there's no difference between the carnal Christian and the natural man. They're both dull and undeveloped to the things of God, so all they get is milk and not meat. Now, I don't know if we've ever tried to just feed a football team baby food. <laughs> but if you just open those, come on, strained carrots, strained peas, strange food. Come on now, that's, that stuff's not even, yeah. woo. I mean, I like salsa. Give me that. I'll take that strained. You know what I mean? I, I like it like a lot. Like I, what blood type are you? Salsa. What's that in your blood? That's cilantro. It's okay. Let, let's, 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 go, let's let it go through. But that baby food, nasty stuff. And you, can, you can't just, if you just feed a football team milk, they're going to go out there and give out. Man, they ain't going to, milk ain't going to, milk ain't going to sustain you. Milk's not. Hallelujah. So you and I want to get to this place, friends, where we develop spiritually how, how do you do it how do you do it how do you do it in the natural hmm how do you develop naturally speaking you know you look uh number one what you eat is huge what you take in major 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 you have to take in the right thing you cannot feed on Netflix, Amazon, HBO Max, hello, all the, all the streams, Paramount Plus, I don't even know what all of them are, Disney Plus. You can't feed on them continually. I didn't say you can't watch anything ever. I said you can't feed on them continually and be strong spiritually. Why? You are feeding a different part of you. Whatever you feed grows strong. If all you watch is YouTube videos, not having to do with the Word, you've got to feed your spirit on God's Word. Don't look at me like you never heard this. You probably hear it every single week. But listen, I, I had pastored a church myself, so I know that I can tell my church members things every single week. And then a guest minister will come in and tell them the same thing. And everybody will get excited and come to me and say, Pastor, did you hear those great things that they shared today? 
And I said, you mean what I've been telling you for eight years? Am I right, pastor? Come on now. We know it's true. You've got to feed your spirit on the word. You, you, you've got to be, uh, we'll talk about it tonight. We'll uh, we, You've got, you got to grow. You've got to develop to where when God brings you his good and perfect gift, to where God brings you things that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man, and he brings them before you, you're not like, what was that? But you recognize it. You take it. And you're able to have the wisdom of God, hidden wisdom, to even know how to step into these things. And I'm telling you, that's when life gets exciting. We've been living this for years and years and years. And we're going to keep living this kind of life because we're not tired of it yet. Amen. Amen. Well, we'll see who's had enough today. We'll see who, get, we'll see who comes back tonight. I'll tell you what, I'm excited to come back tonight because I've already previewed a little bit of what we got, what God's got for us. And I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to miss it. How about you? Pastors, thank you.